In the uh, tradition of Paul Irvin, I will start with a pop quiz. He does that to us now and then, so I'm paying him back. Maybe it's just a pop quiz for Paul? That's a good idea. I had to find <laughs> it, it's really open to anybody, but it's nice to put Paul on the spot. Okay. When I was a child, there was a famous radio and TV show called the $64,000 question. If you answer this correctly, you will win $64,000 if Paul has that much in the checking account. If he does not, then you're out of luck. But if he does, you may do it. Okay, here it is. Actually, it's a $32,000 question. It's two parts. The first part is, I have been doing a series, and who can remember what this series is? What? Prophetesses. Very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, That's one reason I like that hymn. Prophet and priest and king. Christ fulfilled all those different functions. Prophet, priest, and king. Well, we're looking at prophetesses. How many women prophets are in the Old Testament? A little harder question. Four. Very good. Now, Paul, you're almost there. Okay. Now, for the hard part, name the four prophetesses in the Old Testament. Can anybody do that? Deborah. Deborah's two. Huldah's three. He said Miriam. Miriam, Deborah, and you said Huldah. Miriam, Deborah, Huldah, there's only one more. Okay, you guys are doing so good, I'll tell you what it is. But you really are doing very good. I'm, I'm impressed. Pardon me? Actually, that's it. Who said that? Me. I wrote, I wrote it down last time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, taking notes doesn't count. But that's it. No one does. That's it. Fourth one. Okay. You guys are good. What can I say? Okay. Please turn to Nehemiah chapter four. That Just really is impressive. Sunday, Dan. Pardon me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. I said be ready on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, are you speaking? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I may come in late. Okay. Nehemiah chapter four. Now, just as a little reminder, I've been doing the same intro out of the entire Old Testament. There were four female prophets named the four women chosen by God during different periods of Israel history when no man was found to do the job. Four spiritual women were led by God to step into the breach and Israel honored them. These four women, you named them, Huldah, Miriam, Deborah, and Noah died. Tonight's topic is the last of these four men mentioned, Noah Dyer. And by the way, this would be a very short devotional if we only considered the verses that mention Noah Dyer, because she's only mentioned once in one verse. (laughs) But it's very instructive nevertheless, and we're going to look at it. In one verse. So the Lord intended spiritual leaders to lead Israel and to be a light to the world. Those leaders were prophets, priests, and kings, as we've already discussed. But sometimes those spiritual leaders sadly led the people into sin and rebellion against God. 
instead of fulfilling their mission. For example, among the prophets, there were men like Balaam, who knew God. He spoke for God, but he was for hire to Israel's enemies to curse Israel. Among the priests, there was Aaron, the high priest, who was an idolater and made a golden calf for Israel to worship. Two of his sons weren't too hot either, pun intended, until they offered strange fire. Among the kings, there was Ahab, one of the worst idolater kings of Israel, who was also a murderer. Remember, he's the one who murdered Naboth and stole his vineyard. Now, Nehemiah chapter 6, don't change there. Uh, We're we're going to be in Nehemiah 4. But Nehemiah 6.14 reads this. My God, remember Tobiah and Sanballat according to these their works, and the prophetess Noadiah and the rest of the prophets who would have made me afraid. So Nehemiah was busy doing the godly work of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. He was constantly hindered in his work by Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arab. So start with me now, Nehemiah 4, verse 1. But it so happened when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish stones that are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and he said, Whatever they build, if even a fox goes up on it, he'll break it down their stone wall. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity. Do not let their sin be blotted out before you, for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. So we built the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, so the people had a mind to work. Now it happened when Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed, that they became very angry. And all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God, and because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. Then Judah said, The strength of the laborers is failing, and there is so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. So it was when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told us ten times, from whatever place you turn, they'll be upon us. Therefore I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, And I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked in rows and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And it happened when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had brought their plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the wall, everyone to his work. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction, while the other half held the spears, the shields, the bows, and wore armor, and the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. 
Nehemiah 6, verse 1. We're jumping to chapter 6, verse 1. Now it happened when Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and that there were no breaks left in it, though at that time I had not hung the doors and the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem sent to me saying, Come, let us meet together among the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me harm. So I sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and go down to you? But they sent me this message four times, and I answered them in the same manner. Then Sabal sent his servant to me as before the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. In it was written, it is reported among the nations, and Geshem says that you and the Jews plan to rebel. Therefore, according to these rumors, you are rebuilding the wall that you may be their king. And you have also appointed prophets to proclaim concerning you at Jerusalem, saying, there is a king in Judah. Now these matters will be reported to the king. So come, therefore, and let us consult together. And I sent to him, saying, no such things as you say are being done, but you invent them in your own heart. For they all were trying to make us afraid, saying, their hands will be weakened in the work that will not be done. Now, therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Afterward, I came to the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mehitable, who was a secret informer. And he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple and let us close the doors of the temple, for they are coming to kill you. Indeed, at night they will come to kill you. And I said, should such a man as I flee? And who is there? such as I who would go into the temple to save his life. I will not go in. Then I perceived that God had not sent him at all, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sabalat had hired him. For this reason, he was hired, that I should be afraid and act that way in sin, so that they may have cause for an evil report and that they may reproach me. My God, remember Tobiah and Sabalat according to these their works, and the prophetess Noadiah, and the rest of the prophets who would have made me afraid. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in 52 days, and it happened when all our enemies heard of it, and all the nations around us saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was done by our God. Now, to her shame, Noadiah, the prophetess of God was linked with the enemies of God by some of her works. It's interesting in all scripture, it does not point out some of the good things that Noadiah did, some of the good prophecies that she did, some of the help that she did to Israel. And no doubt that did occur. She was a prophetess of God. But just like some of these other prophets that we've just read about, she also fell into enormous error and did something against the will of God against the good of the Jews, against Nehemiah, a man of God. She tried to make Nehemiah afraid from following God's leading to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. She was maybe a prophetess like Balaam and paid by Sanballat or Tobiah to discourage them. And I think it might have been for political reasons, since Sanballat was the governor of Ammon, Transjordan, 
and his power and influence was diminished by Jerusalem's rebuilding the wall because it limited his control. In this incident, Noadiah was a spiritual leader who sadly led the people into sin and rebellion against God instead of fulfilling her mission. So just like we've already read, there were prophets that were not good of Israel. There were kings that were not good of Israel. There were priests that were not faithful and good in Israel. And unfortunately, Noadiah was one of the prophets, prophetesses that was not good. The other prophetesses that we read about all did good things recorded in scripture. This woman did not. So there is admonition that even though somebody can be of God, represent God, they can still do terrible things and make poor decisions that in this case are all that's recorded in history of it. 